Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Rihanna Watson is a bold, compassionate writer, yoga teacher, wellness trainer, and social media sensation who has come out the other side of a lot of personal trauma, both stronger and happier. Through her work, she explores how to strip back your protective layers. She has shared a lot about many of her personal traumas and how she has come out the other side. She loves engaging with her extensive online community, helping them be brave enough to live in ways they previously only dreamt of fit, open, vibrant, contented, true to themselves and free. She is keen to share her message of love and empowerment through her book and her work. So excited to talk to you. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Always makes me nervous. My heart's like, hearing all that. (laughs) I know. I always find I'm taking a, um, I'm reading this, this uh, little mini course on like how to craft the perfect bio, because I just feel Mm -hmm. like bios are so overrated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have to hear this thing about ourselves and then we have to send it to somebody else. And it's just like the weirdest thing. But um, anyway, welcome. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I just, yeah. um, it's funny that we're recording this right now. I just shared um, on Instagram about an hour ago, my solo episode where I talk about my miscarriage. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about you and getting ready to record and how you share such vulnerability all the time. And with me, it was like this big deal to record this and share this this morning and get it out there. And understanding and accepting that some people might misunderstand it and, um, that's okay. And that's one of the things that I just adore you for is the work that you do is often misunderstood. And I would love you to share more about what it is that you do and what it is that you share and Mm -hmm. why you share it. Um, because when you talked to me in the past about your why and your daughter, it just, there's so much more than meets the eye. And I think it's really hard in a digital world to go deep um, and understand the things happening below the surface. And I think that you share in such a beautiful way. So if we could just start by you telling me, you know, a little bit about yourself, what it is you share, why you feel like maybe people misunderstand that. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. Sure. Um, I think if I start by saying I'm just an ordinary girl, like everyone else, like living a life and um, 
social media for me was actually a place where I had um, space to communicate. So I was never really a journal writer. And I think that stems from not being able to read until I was in year four that I don't really trust my my words. And so it was kind of a courageous step to to speak and trust my words. You know, I always got C's in English because I was atrocious at grammar and still am. But it was an ability for me to work on that, but also an ability for me to finally, as a human, connect with other people that understood you. Like I always felt misunderstood and always felt misappropriated Um, in some way. You know, I was a teenage girl in her room dancing um, to, I don't know, some top hit CD. And I just, my body was alive with sensuality. And it wasn't because um, there was some type of turn on as an external, it was because something was alive in me as a human. And I remember the first time I went to a club and I was dancing and all these people were staring and pointing. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, this is just the way my body wants me to move. Mm. But there's this um, ability for people to not understand that sensuality and sexuality coexist. And uh, when I became older, I realized that my sporting career was run off that sensuality. It was run off that life feeling. And it, and it wasn't until I heard um, the story of Norma Jean, which is Marilyn Monroe, She um, there was a story where she was sitting with a friend and her friend was suddenly like, hey, Norma, aren't you Marilyn Monroe, like the sexiest woman in the world? And she's like, yeah, but now I'm Norma Jean. Watch this. And she placed on her Marilyn Monroe persona, you know, with the sensuality and everything. Everyone like stared at her in an instant. But before then, she was just Norma Jean. And I found sensuality to be very much like that. It just brings your world alive. But you can also close your world down in an instant if you want to put that away. And so that was something that I was very conflicted with um, growing up, but I always used and I I didn't know how to understand it, to talk about or express it. And it was always a, a kind of a conundrum, shall we say, of, of chaos in my life. And so when I had my daughter, I was very confused because your body was celebrated for making children But at the same time, I was told that I wouldn't have a body that was mine anymore. It wouldn't be able to be beautiful or essential. It had to be this certain category. And like I was kind of stuck in another box, you know, and I'm like, but inside me, I'm no box. You know, I'm just this muddled up girl of misconception and stigmas and untruths and confusion. And so then I realized that my daughter is going to grow up and she's going to have all these curious questions and stuff. And so I went on social media green and I was like, okay, this is my practice. I'm in my underwear. Let me post. And suddenly these, these notions of porn and soft porn, I'm like, I don't even watch that stuff. You know, I, I don't mm. even really, you know, think about masturbation or anything. Like I, I don't understand like, but, and then I'm like, well, am I? you know, that was what was really confusing was I was asking myself the question, am I porn? But I'm not because I've never done it and I never want to be there. I have total respect for anyone that wants to go that line. But it was in that moment that I realized that sharing an ordinary person wasn't ordinary. Mm. We were, we are in fact, extraordinarily unique, but ordinary in our own selves. And it's the ability to own that ordinary that is making our life special and extraordinary. 
if that makes sense. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, like um, if, if I may say, you know, losing a child, which is something that I've also been through, one in four people lose a child. And I lost a child and my mom didn't know what to do with me. My dad couldn't speak to me. Um, like, but this is part of being human. Like, why do I have to feel so ashamed? Why do I have to feel like I um, killed this child because I didn't do something right on the process of it? Why do I have to, you know, but yeah. why are we not talking about this? Why, why is it so hard? Why are we all having human experiences and we can't express human. That's what is so hard as you probably feel um, going through the experience today. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you just said something really powerful, which is shame. And I think that a lot of people could be triggered by the kind of content that you share because they themselves feel shame. And what we do with that emotion. I've, you know, thought about that a lot, especially during my pregnancy. I felt a lot of guilt as well because we quote unquote, weren't really trying and it happened so easily. And so many people struggle and there was just so much projection that I mm -hmm. was putting on myself, first of all, and that I was receiving energetically from other people. And so to have a, you know, I post about it and I have, you know, I think what a 20th or something of the size following you have. And so once you started sharing and posting about uh, this on social media, what was sort of the initial reaction? Because there are so many people in your Patreon world that have read your book and fully get what you're doing mm -hmm. to celebrate your body and the feminine and, um, sensuality in such beautiful ways. And what has that process been like starting to publicly share more of these internal shameful things that so many people are like wanting to block out? I think it's been really hard because there's a there's a visual side to humans which is often more responsive um, and triggering. Um, and for me, I think to be honest, the hardest bit about this process was I came to this community called Yoga, and in this community, I thought here we are loving, we are accepting, we will not judge others for something different or think that we are devalued. We may be triggered, but we will have enough awareness to hold respect if we can't hold compassion or love. But I started sharing my yoga and conversations. And at one point I was torn apart by some yoga people, which I prefer not to mention because I don't think this is about that. But it made me realize you can't take human out of human. So no matter if you're a Buddhist monk or a yogi or a professor, you're still going to have your human pitfalls and triggers and you're still going to at some point project. And that was the most painful bit. And the second most painful bit was that I thought as a woman, women would support each other. Um, and I was totally mind blown from the moment I had my daughter on an external world, how difficult life became with other women. It was like, 
you're just never good enough as a mother, you know, and there was always some fight and I was like, I don't understand. Mothering is like the hardest thing in the world, although beautiful. Why does it have to be harder with all this nonsense? Like everyone is trying to compete or tell you right or wrong way. And then you go on social media and it's like exactly the same thing. It's like, just amplified. It's just amplified. But what's even worse is that you can't feel someone's energy Therefore, those that have lacking empathy and compassion will project their story so strongly that you will almost be brainwashed in believing that you are their story and mm. it will shatter you. And you will not only have shame from your experiences, but you will be shamed upon that shame to feel even more shame and break again for something that isn't yours. The outside voices become... This is the problem. The outside voices already in our world are coming ours and we're lost. But now with social media, like, I don't know, like big red signs, you completely you lose your voice. And that's what happened to me. I just, nothing made sense. No one made sense. And kindness just disappeared for a while. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm having to go through this all again. So how and why did you keep going? Like what, what made you, I guess my question is like, after speaking to you, you know, we've worked together now for a few times yeah. and we've had some really powerful, really deep conversations about why it is you do what you do and what you want to share and what you want to put out into the world as art and as um, offerings and services for people and to create abundance for you and your daughter and monetize this incredible following and all these things. But at any point where you just like, I'm done, like, I don't want to share anymore. And obviously that must've happened. So my question is not to focus on that, but to focus on what kept you going and what kept you sharing and why you continue to share and, and put yourself out there knowing that you're going to be, you know, misunderstood. Well, there's this, this little human that I wasn't supposed to have. Um, and doctors told me that I, wouldn't be able to fall pregnant after I lost my first one straight out of the hospital had a curex and sitting in the room afterwards the doctor just says you can't have kids um and um I didn't want kids my mom actually didn't want them but we both fell pregnant you know and then I wanted kids you know your brain's right. calling and you're like you know sex is it's not sexy anymore. It's like, it's, it does things. It makes things. It creates things. And my body's calling for that as well, you know, and I was shattered. Like I realized life was so much bigger in that moment, but I didn't contextually understand it. And then I had my daughter and I didn't contextually understand it either because I was going through pre and post depression because I lost a child. And then I having a child and hormones and my disposition was to go there. Um, and then I started yoga from a physicality point of view, which didn't help at all. It took me about two years and then I hit the absolute rock bottom, which is standing in a kitchen in Saudi Arabia with a knife in my hand trying to attempt on my life. And I was paralyzed, like with everything going on and everything I felt and failing at everything. And I remember ringing my brother on Skype and he was in Australia and I said, I, I just tried to commit suicide. And he's like, what, what, the, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Like, are you serious? Is his question. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be ringing you, you know, like 
he's like where's where's your daughter where's Lainey and like she's she's sitting there and he's like there's there's your wife and I remember taking a breath and I remember thinking far out like I do never want my daughter to feel this way I never want the outside world to punish her so her voice disappears. I never want her to lose herself so badly that she doesn't know her own truth and her own story. So my greatest gift is not leaving her house or clothes because those things I hope that I would do, but my greatest gift is leaving footprints in the sand where she has a strong voice, where she has a voice that no matter what life takes from her she always has her voice to remember who she is she always has her heart to remember that love is the way and she can always remember to look into the sky and see where we all come from that we are all stars that we are not the words that are said that we are not the emotions that make us want to break and it was the same when I was really broken on social media and I was about to stop. And a lot of people, including my family, don't understand me. We've had a lot of conversations and I, in fact, often don't talk about it because I just can't, I can't deal with like trying to explain things to people that just don't understand. And I don't want to force an opinion like that's not who I am. Um, but it's in moments like when I do body painting with a person that I've met a gentleman and I run to the door and I open the door naked in body paint and my daughter's like, wow, cool. Can I be face painted? Then I know that I'm not what people said. Mm. I know that my daughter sees a human body and I woke up this morning actually and I was in no clothes and Lainey just looks at me, I love you best naked, mom, she says. <laughs> and I said, why? And she says, because that's who you are. She never sees what society thinks is open legs or has to be porn or has to be sexual she sees her mama her mama who loves her her mama that's working very hard to hope to build a future because she's worried that she can't get that for her daughter she wants to be able to pay it forward for her daughter to have a good start she sees a mum that's tired a mum that's grumpy a mum that's happy a mum that's loves handstands and mum doesn't even know that one day she comes home from school and says she's proud because her mum does handstands I, I do it because my daughter's watching and my daughter's human and my daughter's going to have all these feels and all these misunderstandings. But everything's human. Losing a child is human. Rape is human. Being sexual is human. Being sensual is human. Having a bad hair day is being human. Having a pimple, aging. Can we just all be human <laughs> you know like can we sit with each other and say okay maybe you're an asshole today but I still love you because you're having a human moment like do we have to hold someone to that poor moment for the rest of their life don't we all grow don't we all evolve I mean that's the hope and I think that what is so powerful about what you're doing is you're challenging that every day and I like to think that within my world and uh, my networks and who sees me, I am too in my own way doing that. And, and I think that with the, I want to touch on the projection and especially from other women that you talked mm -hmm. about, especially in the yoga industry, 
which I too have a super love hate relationship with, because I mean, yoga is, I mean, where to even begin? It's, it's, it's everything and living yoga and breathing yoga. And yet there's a shadow side, just like there is to Mm -hmm. everything. And I think that the beauty in what comes from sharing and what comes from standing in our truths is so much more rewarding and makes it so worth it. And I've been misunderstood by my family as well. I was just getting ready to do an interview yesterday and my mom's like, no swearing. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm going to fucking say whatever I fucking want, you know, like (laughs) give me a break. And, and that's on such a a minor level, but she comes Mm -hmm. from the, she comes from this idea that if I have like a gutter mouth, it's like a bad reflection on her. So it's really nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It's a projection coming from her because she's going to look bad in some way because that's the story she's telling herself. If I swear when that's like such a big piece of who I am, I've always been so direct so loud, so outspoken. (laughs) And I've been both applauded and quieted because of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of me righteously wants to just keep screaming the truth from the rooftops. One of my brand archetypes that I've been working with a business coach on is the outlaw. Mm -hmm. And so my three brand archetypes, and I have a feeling ours might be quite similar. Um, are the creator, the lover, and the outlaw. Mm-hmm. And just looking at the types of content and the type, like the line that I walk and the edge that I push, I feel like you're doing it in, in your own way, um, yeah. using your body as art um, and celebrating sensuality and femininity in such a loud way. Like it's yeah. loud. You can't come to your Instagram account and not be like, whoa, (laughs) like that's a body. And before I really got to know you, part of me was like, well, why would she keep sharing this? Like if the chances of being misunderstood are so high and then I got to talk to you and I got to hear your story and it makes so much sense to me. And you're so people follow causes, you know, and your cause and your belief and your mission is so strong and so empowering. Once you understand it, it's hard not to support. And I would love for you to share some of the beauty that has come from sharing because there's so much struggle in what you've been through and what you've experienced and what you've shared. And I just so appreciate that. And what's come out of it, I think is a very successful Patreon um, a very beautiful Instagram account with a massive community who does get you. And what does that feel like to actually be seen in that you way? Know, I, 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 I don't view it as feeling seen. I always feel so awkward about this. I view it as, um, this ability to finally walk beside other people who comprehend that we are different and awkward and loud and weird and don't make sense and yet have similar experiences somewhere along the way, whether it's no clothes view or a miscarriage or 
I can't read and write very well, whatever it is. And one point just sticks and then you're like, cool. I can deal with the rest of the stuff I don't get because I really get the heart of the stuff by this one thing. And so that's kind of what I view by being seen. And it's it's mind-blowing. Like, I mean, for me, it was mind-blowing. As soon as I wrote my book and everybody's like, oh, okay, she's been abused, she's been raped. She's, I'm like, oh, so now I get validation. Like, why do I deserve validation when you can hear my story? Why can't I be respected before that? And that was really eye-opening to understand that if we don't share, we are more misappropriated than if we stay silent Mm. or live to expectations of others. If I continue to confine myself to the clothes that are deemed perfect, not only am I going to lose who I am, I'm going to lose the people that really love me and I am also going to be misunderstood. So that one really sucks Um, and that one leads to very dark places. So second option is like these are my human experiences. This is my life. Um, I want to share it with you. If you don't get it, I totally get it. There's no competition. Please feel free to find someone that resonates with you. Um, And when you do get it and I get you and we both look at each other like we're two weird aliens, that's awesome too because then we're going to laugh and move on and we're going to share and we're going to go, oh, cool, I didn't know life existed in that manner or that manner, you know, and that's the best part because you're growing, you know. My, my first experience, real experience with nudity is really interesting because I came to Austria um, 2010, White Christmas, I think it was, and um, my partner's parents said, let's go to the sauna. I was like, cool, yeah, okay. I don't really do that much. And in Australia, you have to wear a bikini, right? Okay. Well, in Austria, his mum and dad are taking off their clothes and I'm like, oh, oh wow, cool. You know, like, <laughs> welcome um, to... Nice to you meet know. you too. <laughs> yeah, like, welcome to the world of everything. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do it this way. And then, so I took off my clothes and I'm standing there with his parents and I'm like kind of putting a towel around me. I'm not like self-conscious, but I'm like, I'm, all, I'm real awkward here. And then we hop into the, the, the sauna and it has an alphagus where you put like water or oils on it. And I'm sitting there and there's all this German going around Austrian and broken and laughing and sometimes pointing at me and I'm Australian and a kangaroo and, you know, yeah, yeah. occasional conversations. And then, in there is the town mayor and the head of police, both naked. I'm like, wow, this is an introduction to this town. Like all the famous people right here in one bracket. And then we hop out. The, the, the hunter gives me like a couple of snaps. And I'm like completely done by then, you know, after sitting in a, in a sauna. And to this day, I cannot recognize the head of police or town mayor in clothes. Only when I sit in the sauna. And that was my introduction. Like everyone had a good time. Everyone laughed. Nobody had any body issues. And actually, I probably had the most authentic grunts and groans of a conversation that I've ever had. And it was that moment that I was like, wow, in Australia, I would go to jail for this. And in Austria, if I wear my bikinis, it's a health regulation that I can't go to the saunas. I have to take them off. I am so confused. (laughs) And so I just realized how, if I may say, mindfuck the world is with all these stigmas and untruths of how we judge others because of what they wear, what they choose to do when it's all cultural and 
um, totally. inherited or learning. And it's not right or wrong. It's just happens. Yeah. So we just need to open up a conversation and say like, yeah, I swear like a trooper and I don't mean anything by it. Like get to know me and you'll get it and then we'll all move on. You know, that's just, you know, I'm not going, I'm not here to embarrass you. It's just my mouth pops out with all this awesome stuff, you know, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm non-closed. I'm clothed. I'm showing you three, the yoga pose in clothes, in underwear and in yoga clothes. I haven't changed, but for some reason your head says because you think that this section is porn or something or wrong, I have. But legitimately, I'm still this shy girl that's turned red right now talking about this, you know, or because that's who I am, I don't change. And if I put clothes on or off, I'm, I'm still the same person. In, yeah. You know, I, I've worn an abaya. And I've done my first naked pictures in my apartment door complex in Saudi Arabia, which I should have gone probably be beheaded or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like, like it's, you know, really wrong of me. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, I did. Um, but because I you're an outlaw, of- because you're an outlaw, because <laughs> you're part of the counterculture that's creating the future and the, and bringing that oneness and bringing that just new perspective. And I think what is so powerful about the way you share is like, you're so sweet. Like you're so <laughs> sweet. You're so well-spoken. You're just like a normal gal sharing about body and shame and the human experience and trauma and these things that so many of us go through. Like you said, with the miscarriage, one in four women, I can't stop looking at women ever since it happened because I'm yeah. like, this has happened to so many of you. And mm-hmm. even when I talk about it, like our realtor came over to visit and she was like, Oh, are you, do you want a glass of wine or whatever? I was, pour- Oh, I was pouring her a glass of wine. And I was like, Oh, I don't drink. And she's like, are you pregnant? I was like, Oh no. I mean, I was, I just had a miscarriage a couple of weeks ago, but like, that's not why I just don't drink. And she was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh no, it's okay. I just, I'm okay. I'm healing. And I just, you know, want to say it because I think Mm -hmm. we need to say it more. And she goes, wow, I had a miscarriage 18 months ago. And I like would have never said that, you know, and my aunt and my childhood friend, and here come Mm -hmm. all of these stories and stories and stories and stories. And nobody's talking about it and nobody's sharing about it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, because we need to support each other as women. And I think for the miscarriage and pregnancy, it's such a touchy subject. Of course, it's so Mm -hmm. emotional and physical and spiritual and everything. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Especially for world in one. Yes. And to have so much, um, just outside energies coming in from all angles, support and not right. Like support and shame or like, so Mm -hmm. just the amount of energy about it made me want to just like shrink away and keep it really sacred. But at the same time, I really feel that there is a power in, in sharing the vulnerabilities and the shadows and that's where the light lives. Um, that's where that connection lives and hearing you share your story and continue to share and talk about the struggles and talk about the beauty and why you do it. It's just 
nakedness. Like it's not this horrible porn, like also porn isn't horrible. So I mean, it's just human. And if that's Mm -hmm. your thing and it's consensual and it's not, you know, totally, you know, there's some stuff I really don't agree with, but anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you are a woman and you choose to do that, my, uh, my husband, he actually, two of his ex-girlfriends were strippers at one point, (laughs) not when he was, not when he was with them, but both of them had like dabbled in stripping from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Totally acceptable there. Actually pretty normal. And Mm -hmm. you come here and all of a sudden it's this huge conversation. And it's this crazy thing that clay dated somebody that stripped at one point. And it's so crazy. And the culture and the difference between that, you know, I find that in Nepal, I find that in Japan with the onsens Mm -hmm. where you are with all of these uh, naked Japanese women, very Mm -hmm. close together, looking at my tattoos and, and it's sort of beautiful, the things that differentiate us because we're, we're so human and we're so unique and we're so similar. And then we're naked in a spa and there's just nothing else hiding who we really are. And I love, I love, um, similarly to the sauna experience. I love going to the hairdresser because everybody's wearing the, yes, like small couch. And it's all women, which I just, there's something about like women in community. And I'm just like Mm -hmm. here for it right now. And, but everybody looks ridiculous because they have their hair. You know, it's like if you've gone to a salon or you've seen a woman in foils, it's like hard to take seriously. And we're all covered from the neck down in these smocks. Mm -hmm. So we can't see clothes or, or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And we look totally ridiculous and the conversations and we don't know what we do for a living. And we're just Mm -hmm. talking about whatever, whether it's a show we've seen or, you know, it's light, but there's so much depth in that experience for me because the oneness is just so palpable in moments like yes. that. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what you felt too. in in that sauna experience and I too, um, my mother-in-law celebrates nudity always wants to be naked. I, <laughs> I love her for it. And I do too. And so because my husband grew up in a home where his mom wanted to be naked all the time, he has no problem with me wanting to be naked all the time. Yeah. And it's not even a thing. And I just think that there's more, t- there's more things that we should be concerning our time with than yes. what clothes we wear naked or not celebrating our bodies or covering them like, and that's what your account is all about. And that's what your work is all about. And you do this through writing, um, through yoga classes, through fitness, through speaking, and it's really, really powerful. So if you had a prayer or, um, message for somebody following you that might be like intrigued, but a little bit still confused. What is sort of your prayer or hope for people who follow you and read your words and, and devour your content and and all that? I think it's um, to remove one story. So when we look at someone, we all have one story and I will have over 7 billion and you will have over 7 billion because there's over 7 billion people, but let's take off that one story and let's observe, witness. And to witness 
will allow you and the world to breathe one breath deeper. And that one breath deeper will allow one deeper connection. And that's one step towards healing. It's when we can open our hearts more than our minds because our minds are always talking. And they're not always our words. (laughs) They are so many other words. And do you really know why you have an issue with, you know, um, losing a child and talking about it, uh, nakedness or the way someone parents? Do you really know why? Because if you really knew why, you wouldn't be judging the other person. You'd be like, oh, wow, I've got to work on that. That doesn't make me feel very good. So if we can all look and take off the one story under that layer just like underneath the iceberg gonna see a whole lot of magic ah mic drop so beautiful you should be a writer you should write a book (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) oh it's just been so great connecting with you you know i Every time I talk to you um, on our calls together, I am reminded, like, it's just this remembering that you bring up for me and like, oh, right. Like, it's so loud. And even I, you know, who lives to speak my truth and, and, and says, you know, I don't care if I agree with you or disagree with you. I just support your truth. Still find myself judging and projecting and uh, getting triggered by things that people post and share. And I applaud myself in my awareness. I think that that's the first step. Like I'm very quick to recognize when I am projecting or being triggered and want to explore like, well, why is this bothering me? Like, why does this irritate me so much? And, and why am I looking away or, you know, what about this situation and not to bring it back to miscarriage again. But when I first got pregnant, a couple of people like had mentioned miscarriage, like used the word. And I literally Mm -hmm. didn't talk to them again. I was like, no. And because in my experience, in my story, that was not something I wanted in my world, or that was like, not something I wanted in my space. But in reality, looking back, I wish I had been more prepared and I wish I had let more stories in. And I wish I had seen another perspective instead of just like wanting to block out that, that kind of stuff. So it's like, how do we let that in and not take it on as our story and not project our story onto somebody else? And I think that was my biggest learning in this experience is two of my best friends mm-hmm. were pregnant and giving birth to healthy baby boys the same time that I was going through this. And people kept asking me like, Oh my God, that must be so hard for you. I'm like, what, mm-hmm. why they're yeah. my best friends. I love them more than le- like, if they didn't have a healthy, happy baby, that would be devastating. Yeah. Like, yes, of course. Like, and, and Glennon Doyle, my favorite writer, she always, she talks about how like women want other people to other women to be miserable, like how society yes. like loves miserable women. And mm-hmm. when we see a woman that's like super confident and outrageous in who they are and, and a little cocky or whatever, we're like trained to be like, oh, I don't like that person. Like they're confident. Yes. Like how dare they be confident when, <laughs> when I just want everyone to be miserable. And it's like, just because I was having this really awful experience, why on earth would I want somebody I love and care exactly. about to have a bad experience? Like I'm so happy for them. And that baby energy brought me back to life. The smell of their little mm-hmm. heads, like 
is nothing to do with my experience. And just because they yeah. had a healthy baby boy doesn't take away from my experience and my journey Not at all. and what's coming for me and my timing. And I think for me, my faith and, and real belief in something bigger has what is the underlying reason for my awareness and for my views on the world. And I'm really grateful for that. But all of this, just to say, every time I talk to you, I'm like, oh, right. Like we can just be, and there are people out there that are sharing their art, that are sharing their words. We don't have to understand them, but we don't have to misunderstand them. And I Mm -hmm. think, I think that's the biggest takeaway from following you and reading your words and helping you with your, with your new offerings and helping you reach those people that really do want to celebrate the body and sensuality and fitness and mm-hmm. what it means to be feminine and a mother. And yeah. I'm just really grateful, um, to know you and to Thank support you. you and to share you out to, to my audience and on my platform and, and I think it's really powerful. So if people want to learn more and um, follow you and hopefully join your Patreon because <laughs> it's incredible, um, tell me <laughs> tell me where we can find you. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I generally say just come to Instagram and see what resonates with you because that's probably the most of me. There's every single essence of me. And then from there, you can figure out, are you a person that just wants to read my story to comprehend? Are you a person that just wants to go to YouTube to learn a little bit about movement and different chaotic movements and then have YouTube standards kind of pull you into places as well? You know, um, are you wanting to drop into my DM and ask more questions or are you wanting to soon go to my new website, which uh, Krista has been awesome at helping me to see more offerings or are you someone that wants to learn yoga without the stigmas and untruths and come to patron and see art and a human body? You know, these are things that only you can answer and only you can offer um, yourself the answer. And I, and I think Krista said it best when you said you don't really understand what I was doing when you met me, but now you're sitting with me and I'm sitting in track pants and a t-shirt that I jumped on and no makeup and you I see mean, that the girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in my bed head today. Yeah, yes, I think it myself. I'm like, oh, God, I've made no effort. But, like, you know that I'm just a – I'm, like, the words that you had when you first saw me on social media do not – I think do not exist right now, right? right. You see a completely human um, person unmasked and that's it. And and that's what I, that's all I want is where you go is – your choice and what you will need but the first point is to just take that one story off and you will find where you need to go if that makes sense like Krista has you know I'm just an ordinary girl that you will walk past in the street I've flown from America to Australia to Europe and not one person has said can I have your signature because I'm looking too tired and you know I just am an ordinary person (laughs) so the ordinary girl would love to meet you wherever you come (laughs) Oh, and, and that Instagram account is open hearts can unite, um, which just says it all in itself. And, <laughs> um, you. so you can start following her there. Her new website is coming very soon. It's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. And, um, her Patreon channel is where you can uh, spend more time with her yoga, celebrating the body and all of her magic. So thank you for this conversation. I I've been wanting to have it for a while. And then last time we talked and you were just talking about 
something with your offerings and wanting to teach. And, and it was so beautiful. I was, we got to just schedule it. And I just want to, I just want to hear you talk about your journey. I had no plan. I had no question written down and it was just such a nice flow. So thank it's you nice for to being be no, here. No plan. It's always awesome just to flow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And to everybody listening, um, super powerful episode. Thanks for being on the journey. Definitely check out Rihanna. She's absolutely beautiful. Her daughter is adorable. And I think she is really removing just so much stigma and um, just by sharing and by existing. And I think we can learn a lot from her. So definitely check out on Instagram and follow her on Patreon if you want to support. Um, Okay. That's that. I am so, so, so grateful for you all. Always, always, always for being on this journey with me. And until next time, keep growing. 